Hello and welcome to the Creative Chaps podcast. I'm your host, Key May, and I'm here to help you guys kickstart your creative careers and stay sane doing it through the Creative Champs platform. Now, I'm quite excited about this episode because this is where I share your freelance horror stories and what you learn from these situations so you can help others currently going through those situations or who may be about to experience situations like this. I think it's just nice to amplify everyone's voices and hear different perspectives. Uh, And also just to note, I am recording this during lockdown, so apologies if you hear any background noise because I don't have access to my usual studio. So um, we're just trying to make do with things. Anyway, let's just get into it. Oh, and that's another thing. Uh, About 75% of the participants wanted to remain anonymous. So I just decided to keep everyone anonymous. It just makes life a lot easier and streamlined. So yeah, let's get into it. So first story. This was when I was fresh out of uni and this guy contacts me. He's starting up a menswear brand and wants some prints for t-shirts. This was back in 2012 when sublimation tees were a thing. I remember them. So from the get-go, the man is high energy and sporadic, sending me six different emails in a row about the same subject. What in the sociopath? I'm still green and keen and he's agreed a price with me. So I continue with his BS. (laughs) And then he starts to send me inspiration images and he sent me over 600 images. Now, I'm sorry, is that a sickness? I think that's borderline abusive. Like why on earth would somebody think it's okay to send that many images? Anyway, still, I continue. He seems to be really positive about it and wants me to start making the prints. So I spent the next few weeks designing these. He's loving them all, so I continue. After about a month of back and forth, he ghosted me. Ah, no. So at this point, I had spent two months working for this dickhead unpaid. And now I'm being ghosted. I'd like to say that I learnt my lesson there and then. But a year later, he got back in touch with me. And I welcomed him back with open arms. Oh my God, I can't actually deal with myself. That's what <laughs> that's what she wrote in brackets. So we went through all of the BS again. And this time I managed to get £150 out of him. Before I fully realised that this man is a joke. And I ghosted him right back. The lessons I learnt were... Yeah, so get a deposit. So before you even start any work... Get your 50% before you even start thinking about concepts. Before you even start thinking about making your mood boards, you get your deposit. Then send final images after full payment is received. That's another big, big thing because like I was saying in my previous podcast episode with my story about what happened in uni, where I sent final images before payment was even received. So then they're just free to do whatever they want with it and you haven't been paid at all. Um, and what else? It says if they are incapable of stringing a sen- <laughs> if they are incapable of stringing a sentence together, <laughs> avoid. <laughs> so there must have been some uh, miscommunication issues there that were quite telling uh, about the things that were to come. Uh, so we've got the next story here. About a year ago, I was working at a full time corporate design job, but knew I wanted to make the leap to freelance. I decided to try build up my portfolio and find clients, so I started using things like Behance and Dribble. While browsing illustration and design jobs on Dribbble, I found a posting from Barstool Sports looking for an illustrator to design five t-shirts. I was really excited about this because I design and screen print, print, screen print t-shirts myself on the side. So I applied and was selected for the job. 
Hey. So everything was falling into place until I received an email from Barstool Sports that had a contract attached. They asked me to sign a contract that would require me to design five full t-shirts with unlimited unlimited revisions for only $100. $100. Is it crack? Not each for all of the designs. Nah. Barstool Sports, whoever, I don't know who they, I don't know who Barstool Sports is, but whoever that is, honestly, you, you mm, meds, $100 for an entire collection of five t-shirts with unlimited revisions. Do these people think that creators don't have lives or that we don't have things to do or that we don't have any other priorities? Do they think that we're that desperate for jobs that we are gonna, this is slavery, this is slave labor, it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, where was I up to? So they also stated that they would not give me credit for the designs publicly and they wouldn't pay me until they were satisfied with the designs. Whoever you are, you should be ashamed of yourselves. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And you know, when you see these like um, competitions where they're like, oh, can you submit your designs for this brand or whatever? And then we'll pay the person who we select to be the winner. It's no, everybody should be compensated for their time hire a designer instead of getting people to waste their time and their energy sending over jpegs for things that they that aren't even going to see the light of day you know it's just ridiculous anyway at first i tried to reason with them and explain why their contract is exploitative and unfair i then sent them an example of my contract and explained that the contract is meant to protect the artist not bind them into a never-ending project exactly they were very rude and did not care about what i was saying so i declined their offer good feisty so fast forward to a few weeks ago march 2020 i've been successfully freelancing full-time since november yes energy and i was contacted by pabst blue ribbon I'm so sorry if I said that wrong, to design one t-shirt for Women's History Month and was compensated very well. The shirts were sold as a collaboration between brand and artist and it was a huge success and benefited both the PBR brand and myself. Fantastic. See, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Whenever you're faced with somebody who disrespects your boundaries, don't ever feel compelled to shrink yourselves to meet their requirements and make things more palatable for them because some people will disrespect you as much as you allow them to, yeah? So don't have it because there's always better waiting for you. So moral of the story is don't accept clients just because they are a large or well-known company. I cannot second that enough because sometimes the worst perpetrators are the large companies because they know they can take the piss. They know they can take the piss. They're like, well, <laughs> we can do whatever. But these small, smaller companies or freelancers, they ain't got the funds to take us to court, okay? They're not going to contest anything we say because we have the money and we have the power in this situation. That's how a lot of them view this, uh, this whole thing, this whole arrangement. And it says, always choose clients who align with your morals. And it may seem like the end of the world when a large client falls through. But if you know your worth and persevere, there will always be more and better opportunities for you in the future. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely agree with that. You got you to stick by your morals and you got to stick by your values and your boundaries. Don't ever, ever, ever diminish yourself to please anybody. Ha, huh. as in. Next one, I got an opportunity to shoot my first assignment for a major news publication, but I was turned away at the door because they did not give me a press pass. (laughs) 
I learned that you're going to fail a lot, even when it seems like your big break, but you have to persevere. So that was a very short um, entry, but that that has a very uh, poignant message in that, yes, there are going to be some people who are freaking poorly organized, okay? And sometimes it will be through no fault of your own at all, in any capacity, but some people just ain't organized. And then you're going to end up in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm on job, I'm on task. But whoever it is that I'm supposedly doing this job for isn't. And in those cases, you know what? You say, right, thank you. Thank you for your time. But no, going forward, no. Then you know how to deal with these people. Because if they can't even be bothered, they couldn't even organise for that to be given. And no doubt you probably travel for that as well. I felt like I dropped the game winning ball, but then I realised that once one door closes, another opens and eventually everything will work out. Absolutely correct. That's how it always is, you know? Like like I always say, not every single opportunity that comes your way is designed for you. It's Sometimes it's just not designed for you and you don't realise until the, the very end or you don't realise until you're midway and you want to get out but you feel that you can't. There's all sorts of eventualities in cases like this. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't but there's always better waiting, always. So the next story... Up until the end of March, I was chasing an invoice since December. So four months of chasing. Oh my gosh, the bane of my life. So I chased it time and time again. And the thing that made it worse was the fact that the invoice was for, guys, £25.50. £25.50 and they're dragging their heels. I was travelling for a job in London and it was cancelled literally whilst I was on the coach to London. That's just disrespectful. Like, people are just disrespecting people's time. How can they wait until the person is en route to then say, oh, excuse me, sorry, it's been cancelled. Can you just, like, get off the train? I know you're probably in between stops right now, but just don't bother. Go home. Like, what is that? They were supposed to reimburse me for the journey and it took them four months. That is an abs, that is, that is a biz, that furious raging. How can it take you four months to pay £25.50? What kind of demon must you be? Like, it's just disrespectful. One thing I've taken away from the experience is to send out invoices and contracts, even if it's just for reimbursement. Absolutely. And if I had known that, I would have sent a contract outlining that if I don't receive payment by a certain date, then the money will begin to increase. And usually I send an invoice or contract, but didn't think I would need one for a coach ticket. And that's perfectly plausible because you wouldn't think, you know, £25.50, people spend that on a a trip to Tesco. So it shouldn't be this game of cat and mouse just to get that. I, I don't understand that at all. That's what I'm saying about some of these companies taking the absolute daylight living piss out of people because you shouldn't have to go through those lengths and jump through those hoops to get compensated for that. And this last one is not so much a story, a horror story, but it's like, a, it's, I'll just read it out. So I have my rules and regulations, no ifs or buts or negotiations. Huh, that rhymes. It's about getting into that mindset of not accepting any price that someone gives you or making it cheaper just so you have a client because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. Sometimes I used to charge £20 for my pieces and I would feel so tired and so fruitless. It just wasn't good for me and it was better for them. I have strict rules, not to annoy clients, but for my own peace of mind. 
And if you're going to keep going back and forth and wanting changes, I don't care if you're my friend, famous or not, don't take the piss. I did deal with a client that was a pain in the ass, but in causing me that much stress, I learned so much about raising my prices, having rules, down payment, and you know what? That same client stuck by me to this day. And if that isn't a testament, <laughs> a testament to sticking to your guns and making sure that, I mean, do you know what? I want to be careful with how I word things because I don't want it to seem like I'm encouraging people to be uh, stubborn or not willing to take on any feedback or listen to, you know, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is when there is a clear breach or, or disrespect or crossing of boundaries that we don't accept it. And that we understand that we don't have to accept it just to get clients. Because we can get clients regardless, okay? We don't have to disrespect ourselves in the process of getting that. Because that's just not... And those clients, that's not coming from a good place. That's not coming from a fruitful place, okay? So, and that's coming from a, a place of, of fear of, of not having clients. So then we end up doing things that we wouldn't normally do. Or selling ourselves out if I'm being uh, 100 with you, because I've done it. I've done it where I've like, I've agreed on things that I really didn't feel comfortable with because I was afraid that, oh, I'm gonna lose that client if I don't go along with it. And, and that's not the way to, to be. That's not the way to go about things. It's about having the confidence to communicate your value and understand that you have those rules in place for a reason and that they are to be respected. And that there needs to be common ground of respect between the two parties in order for the collaborations to go ahead. And that's just what it has to be. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, I will be hosting more episodes where I get feedback from you guys because I love hearing from you all. I love having conversations with you all. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to continue to grow the community and um, I will see you all on the next episode. Oh, before I go, if you do have anything that you would like me to cover on any future episodes, then send an email over to hi at creativechamps.co or you can just drop a DM on the Instagram at creative.champs. So till next time, everyone take care. Bye.